Brennan Mejia, and I play Tyler, the Red Dino Charge Ranger, and you're listening to the Lightning Collective Podcast, hosted by Callum. It's about to get wild! Hello and welcome to the Lightning Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Callum, and today I'm joined by two guests who I went to college with. James isn't a Power Rangers fan, but he enjoys the Super Sentai, which of course Power Rangers is taken from. Say hello, James. Hello. And then there's Ethan. Apart from what we have watched together, he hasn't seen the show since he was about seven. So he's a complete noob. Say hello, Ethan. Right. Before we get on to today's topic, I'll just run through the Power Rangers news that's occurred over the past week or so. We have some news or leaks for the Lightning Collection. On the 13th of June, Amazon posted a listing for a Psycho Ranger team pack. Someone has speculated on Twitter that the weight suggests it's a three pack. It will mark the first time for the line if it's true. We have only been receiving two packs up until sorry, two packs up until now, so that's exciting. We are currently missing yellow, black, and pink, but in the UK we still haven't received any listings for Psycho Green. Last week, GoGo Power Rangers finished its 32-issue comic run. I'm sad to see it go, but at least Ryan Parrott got to finish it. It originally served as an almost prequel to the main comic, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but as the storylines progressed, it became sort of like an in-betweenquel. Great comic, though, and if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend. Some more comic news. This week, Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ended its five-issue comic run. So far from what I've read, it's fantastic. I think it's grand. Hopefully we get a sequel. So if you're listening and you're interested in the series but haven't read it, pick up the trade when it becomes available. It's slated to release the 19th of August. If you're in the UK due to the pandemic, we aren't getting the last issue until the 24th of June. So next week along with Mighty Morphin issue 50. So that'll be a big week for us. And more comic news. Free Comic Book Day has moved the date of their event. Rather than running for one day, their event will now run for the summer. From July 15th to September 9th, they will be sending out five to six each week to comic shops. In the list on Free Comic Book Day's website, featuring over 45 books, Power Rangers The Road to Ranger Slayer is slated to be released on July 15th. And moving on from comic news, this week on Fantastic Duo Show, hosted by Alex Cardoza and Steve Cardenas, or you may know him as Rocky from Power Rangers. Austin St. John, the OG Red himself, has said that there have been discussions with himself and Hasbro. He didn't elaborate on what, but I smell Dino Fury. If I've missed anything, please tweet me at PRL Collective on Twitter or PM me at Lightning Collection on Instagram. Anyway, chaps... Should we talk about this week's topic, which is the Dino team-up that aired this week here in the UK? Do let's. Start with non-spoilers and then move on to spoilers. Let's talk about the arc as a whole rather than by episode. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. In the in the category of, of Power Rangers team-ups that last for more than a single episode, which is a pretty small category, I suppose. There's, there's not many, no. There's not a lot. They're generally one-offs, but... That was interesting to do, and it probably, I mean, I'd much rather have that for, for these kind of crossovers than actually just have it be a single episode, because having 60 minutes instead of 20 is like a noticeable difference in quality. You know, in, in prep for these, we went back and we did, what did we do? We did Dimensions in Danger yeah. and the Not-So-Legendary Battle. <laughs> the two... 
the sort of the most re- yeah the yeah the more recent ones and the 20 minute time constraint is in no way a good thing for these stories because you try and bring in so they try and bring in as many old people as they can half of them don't even get any lines they just stand there and then they all lift their fists in celebration at the end of the 20 minutes and it's really quite strange yeah i think other than certain elements at the end of this episode or storyline it all really worked Mm. i quite enjoyed the was it dino charge yeah i quite enjoyed the interaction between the two teams yeah um i think the consensus as a whole is that people really appreciate that it was longer than one episode yeah um Mm. They still felt like it was rushed at the end. Um, yes. And I yeah. That, see where they're The coming. middle episode of the three, probably you could have put that to, to better use. Uh, yes. The way that it stands for me is the first episode is really, surprisingly, when I put myself back in my seven-year-old shoes, the first episode is, if, if I saw that when I was seven years old, I would have gone mental. Yeah. Watching it, I I mean, we watched it together. We were all sat there silent for the majority of it, where usually we slate stuff and we're like, oh, what, what, why is that doing that, blah, blah, blah. But I think that with that episode, it was just so well-paced and there was such a surprise in there as well um, that it was just such a joy to watch. And then after that, I just feel like it was a bit of the... It, it, it was just going downhill from that. It didn't, it didn't keep that that momentum and that sort of level of quality no going like at the end of the first episode it felt like i think we all sort of came away from that this is really good like they seem to have actually picked up on on a lot of the mistakes that these things have basically always made it's like the teams actually spend some time together not just in a fight in a quarry at the end and like you get some interaction with surely that's like the point of getting these teams together is like the characters from both series like have some interaction and you get to see how they like bounce off each other and then they have a big fight with all the cool toys my i'm talking about other stuff recently my argument about um what was it we were we were debating a few of us about guardians of the galaxy 2 because i say the best part about movies and shows about teams is you it's the interaction of the characters with each other mm. so I really enjoy when these people come together and bounce off of each other. And that's why it really, that first episode worked the best out of them all. Just cause it's, oh, hey, we're all, we, we somehow all know each other and we're all friends. Let's do a thing. The best one for me is the first episode because you're right. It is about the characters interacting yes. and um, the surprise for us was how early on thing kicked off. Um, and then, sorry, yeah, this is non-spoilers, my mm. bad. Um, but we were, we were all very surprised at the, the first episode. I feel like the, we, yeah, uh, what James said, we were expecting that quality for the rest of it. And the second yeah. episode of the arc felt a bit like a pit stop. And when we went to watch the second episode of the arc, we were expecting the third. Yes. No one, when this aired no one was expecting a three episode arc i think overall when we we'll talk about it in spoilers but there really are just a very small amount of really minor tweaks that could have 
drastically improved everything as a whole. But I'll I'll get to that later. Yeah. For me personally, it ranks higher than Dimensions in Danger, which was the last uh, Ranger team. Yeah. Yeah. And below Forever Red. But that may just be my nostalgia goggles kicking in. Having having seen Forever Red sort of within the last six months, mm. I think it it kind of still has that problem where basically everyone sort of gets like one line and then you sort of move on. And like it's, it definitely could have stood to be longer. But I think the smart thing that Forever Red did was only have one member or, or two for Time Force, but yeah. like one member from each team. So you don't have to try and balance out like attention and writing between like upwards of like two or three teams of like five people because it's never going to happen you can't do that you can't keep track of that many things and give it like all satisfying coverage in 20 minutes yeah you can't so if you just I have agree. like the reds who are always the strongest personalities from the teams anyway and you just get them together like they're all going to be much easier to sort of bring across in just little moments and lines and bits of action and that's sort of like just more satisfying than trying to do big sections of the teams really badly, which is what they generally do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, like, what would you? Sorry, James. Oh, I was just—I was just going to say, like when Trent was in conventions in danger. Trent, the yeah. um, the white Dino Ranger, who was one of my favourites, watching that as a kid, uh, and I think he got two lines. And no noticeable bits of action to himself. No, there was that bit where he held his sword like a gun. Oh, yeah, that bit. Or like a pencil. Yeah, right at the back in the big group shot where they all just shoot at the big monster. Yeah. He might as well have not been there. And that applied to a lot of them in in Dimensions in Danger, but he's like one that I had some actual attachment to. But like, if you really liked... Oh, I can't remember who else was there. I guess if you really liked Megaforce, then Megaforce Yellow suffered exactly the same problem uh, in that. But it's fortunate because nobody likes Megaforce, so that isn't an issue. Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) What would you guys give this arc out of 10? Uh, I'd give it a solid 6. Yeah, I'll go with that. 6 and a bit. Stronger than most. I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah, it's, it's that yeah. kind of area. Yeah, I'd, give, I'd give part one a, a seven, maybe an eight, but as a whole, I think yeah. the, the, the ending brings it down a lot. Brings it down a little bit. Right, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, should we move on to spoilers then? Yes. Yeah, let's do that. So let's talk about the first episode, which was called Finders Keepers. Very fitting because Keeper's back, but he's not the only one back. We'll get on to that though. So, what I like about this is that this story arc isn't self contained like the majority of Rangers arcs are. For whatever reason, this the last half of this season is interwoven. So, the Power Rangers are looking for um, a villain in some previous episodes, his ship, and there are relics on there. Zoe finds it and proceeds to try and enter the ship despite a warning from the mental lady saying that there's an intruder and uh, she ends up blowing up the ship. She alerts Evox 
the villains Blazon Roxy find Snide Sword and brings him back with the reatomizer. It's really hard to say. Zoe <laughs> sees the intruder and sticks a compliance collar over him. Turns out it's Keepen from Dino Charge, and she's going to be in big trouble. Um, also, I'd just like to point out Keeper's eyes are really weird, aren't they? Both his, for, for whatever reason, they decided to, rather than, I, I guess it's cheaper to not an animatronic, like they did for, I'm pretty sure they did for Dino Charge. It's, it's, it's very, very odd. The way, like, yeah. you can sort of see, like, the mouth is kind of animated over top of this very smooth surface, at least for some shots. I don't know. Like, I feel like in some bits they might have used the animatronic, but it always like the like the mouth never sort of creased around the edges to show like imply it was actually sort of moving or folding at all. It's like someone put like a two D animation over the top of mm. it. Very weird. Very. Um, anyway, the Rangers find more relics, and Devon sticks Keeper in their truck. The truck gets stolen. Nate and Steel take the rest of the relics back to their base, while Devon, Ravi, and Zoe go after the truck. Uh, one thing to note, blue and yellow run after the truck, I guess, while red rides his bike. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But what? they sort of they right. How catch they... up there. Slightly ahead of him. Yeah, they are. They jump onto the truck while he's still chasing it. Yeah, they, they jump onto the truck. That, uh, having watched the movie, which I'll, I'll talk about more later, that is... A little bit of a, a relic of that because that footage is lifted almost unchanged uh, from the start of that movie where there isn't any of that setup stuff. So right. the three of them aren't starting from the same location. So it's not as weird there. Whereas yeah. in this, it's very odd that they kind of go on like a few paces ahead of him as he gets on his bike and then they catch up to the truck faster on foot than he does. Yeah. It, it might have worked better if maybe they hadn't. If, if you were going to try and fix... I mean, it's a minor thing, but if you were going to try and fix that, I suppose you just would have blue and yellow not be at the same place as red when you start. Or just teleport them. It's true. Which they can do. I'm pretty sure in power. They can do that, yes. But anyway, the truck stops for no reason in like a car park, and then, surprise, a portal comes out of nowhere and the Dino Charge Rangers show up, well, four of them, within the first ten minutes of this episode starting, which is big brow uh, brownie points for me, personally. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. That was good. I don't know about you guys, but I was expecting them to show up at the end of the episode. Yeah, I, I think when we were watching it, we just sort of, like, a minute before, like, made that prediction, like, well, I can't wait for the Dino Charge Rangers to show up, like, in the last sort of the last few minutes just in time to have a fight in a warehouse somewhere. What I love about the Dino Charge Rangers in this story arc, they do not care what is going on. They literally teleported, and within seconds, Tyler, the red Dino Charge Ranger, says, where's Keeper? He doesn't even introduce himself, and I love that. Yeah, they don't waste any time, because if you're watching, you know who they are. You just got to get the plot going. It's... It works. It, it, yeah, it they don't work well. 
It happens so much in this story arc. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a meme that the Dino Charge Rangers are fucking savage because it is hilarious. They do it like three times. They do it at least once every episode, and I love it. But anyway, they run over to Keeper and some enemies teleport out of nowhere, and then there's a huge fight scene, and it's absolutely fab. Fight scenes in these three episodes are actually great. Yeah, they were. They were yeah, really well, good. Yeah, yeah there, there's a few. There's a few moments that we'll we'll get to. <laughs> oh yeah, I know which one you mean. Roxy and Blaze turn up, and uh, they take Keeper when they teleport back to their weird dimension thing. That establishing shot. I know that this isn't part of the story arc it's part of the series in general but that establishing shot of the villain base is awful isn't it uh yeah it's not good the like big sort of just perfectly smooth ice spikes kind of just panning up over a hill and then that's about it yeah it's, it's weird but anyway uh roxy says to evox he's as tame as a pussy cat now i don't know if anyone's owned a cat cats aren't really tame <laughs> no, we, we can make fun of stuff like that, but I think in terms of a Power Rangers episode, the script was actually quite good for part one. The things that I'm pointing out, they're very minor. Yeah, because the bit like the broad strokes are sort of alright. There aren't, at least in episode one, there kind of aren't any big obvious problems. So Evox asks Keeper to tell him everything, and because Keeper's wearing the compliance collar, he tells Evox everything about the Dino Charge universe. Evox does a little Skype call with the Ranger base, as you do, or a little FaceTime, a little Zoom call. And he wants to trade Keeper for the relics. And without hesitation, the mentor lady agrees. The Red Dino Charge Ranger, uh, again, ruthless. He steps in and he says, we need to get Keeper back above all else. Insert generic warehouse, classic Power Ranger trope. Snide steals the relics from the rangers. And then the rangers, or the beast morphers, rangers get an alert randomly. Um, I made sure as well. I, I watched this episode like three times. I made sure that I wasn't losing my mind. Just mm. a random monster just starts attacking their headquarters. Mm. So the beast morphers rangers have to leave. Um, and I made a note here. It was a bit jarring. Probs Sentai footage reasons. Yeah. That's the one. Was, was that is that true? That's the one, yep. Because it's all from the same. All the footage is from the same place, but different points. It's actually it's quite. It lines up quite well in continuity. So the stuff in episode one happens quite near the beginning, and then the stuff in episode two is more around the middle, and then obviously the big stuff at the end is from the end of the movie. But yeah, at this point in the Sentai. The two teams weren't working together yet. It was just the um, the Dino Charge equivalents having this fight. Oh, so okay. they they just sort of it it was kind of jarring. That's another one of those things that maybe they could have just not had the Beast Morphers go with them to start with. They could have just sent the Dino Charge Rangers and not had to quickly then write them straight back out of the scene. Yeah, just leave. Yeah, leave the Beast Morphers Rangers at the base. And just have the Dino Charge Ranger because they're they, they don't care they want to get their they want to get Keeper back and leave that's their that's their goal. When the Beast Morphers Rangers leave, Riley and Shelby come out of a portal. They seem to be using the original voice actors' voices. I'm assuming it may be archive. Oh. 
because the actor who plays the green Dino Charge Ranger, Michael Tabor, Tabor, I, I don't know, he, he said on Twitter that Power Rangers is his biggest regret. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, said that. He, so. he said that he was drunk when he wrote that and he immediately deleted it the day after, apparently. Oh, dear. Uh, that's... Uh, you're not getting invited back. Yeah, <laughs> it was either it was either he didn't get invited back, or he just ignored the call. I'm assuming Pink Dino Charge. I think it's sort of the same thing, maybe. Mm. Either she doesn't like Power Rangers, or I, f- I feel like she had more lines than Green, so maybe she, she did. was like... she Green yeah. said one throughout the I think like Green hardly said anything. Thing. She had like I think in episode three she said some stuff as well. So like they maybe had her. Oh no, I think uh, Riley's got like two two lines and they're all in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Dino Charge and Snide fight. We were all silent at this bit. Yeah. (laughs) Absorbed by it, yeah. We're watching a TV show for (laughs) seven-year-olds. Well, I say seven-year-olds. Yeah. It's a broad age range. About there. (laughs) And we're silent, which I think speaks volumes for the episode. Snide gets his ass beaten. Evox reatomizes uh, Sledge and crew to even the fight. Dino Charge put up an amazing fight. So Sledge shows shows up with his crew and Dino Charge lose. Beast Morphers Rangers show up. Uh, Zoe grabs Keeper and the Rangers escape. Uh, compliance collar is removed and Dino Charge Rangers just leave the Beast Morphers with the Dino Charge villains in the Beast Morphers world. Yeah. Which is very weird. Yeah, they just leave. They that is that's big problem number one with this storyline for me. That's where it starts going wrong. I think is when they're just kind of like, well, we got keeper back. It's all fine. The fact we're going home. The fact that they leave at the end of the episode means that in part is it is it part three? I guess technically, what where they come back? Yeah, yeah. It's technically a three part. So the fact that they leave means that in part three, we have to write them back into the story that they're, that they're really already a part of. If they hadn't just, if the episode ended with, ah, oh, well, we've done a good right now, but uh, there's still a couple of problems. You guys want to stick around and help? And they say, yeah, part three starts. We don't have all this trouble of, okay, we need to reintroduce the Dino Charge Rangers again alongside all the other stuff that we have to do. I feel like it would have the flow would have been a lot better if they yeah. had they just stuck around much. For, it for it that, is those extra five minutes of screen time that they would have had. Yeah, because there's not a whole lot of of out of suit stuff even in episode two, so they wouldn't have even had to do much. They could have just stayed there, and yeah. episode three could sort of start much the same because they get reintroduced pretty quickly in episode three as well. I think for the sake of for the sake of this being an episode of TV, <laughs> which it is. Yeah, it would have made more sense for them to stick around for those extra five minutes, so we don't have to cram more into the script. Than Somehow, despite having three episodes like that, absolutely, because they do end up like episode three does end up feeling kind of more like a normal crossover where they kind of squeeze just a bit too much. And yeah, like, obviously we'll get to it more, but like. It does kind of come back to that sort of very classic, like dimensions in danger feeling, where we've got to get everyone in it within twenty minutes, and like the intro sequence. Yeah, 
it is a bit of a problem of their own creating if they had just like kept them more involved or if they'd even been just in episode two at all. Like they wouldn't even have to stay if they just come back then. So you can just start three when they're there. Maybe maybe it's a budget thing. Um, yeah. Maybe these actors are contracted for two episodes rather than the three. That would make sense. Um, but who knows? Yeah. So we're on to episode two now, right? Because the Dino yes, Charge Rangers are Breaking Bad. And this episode is basically Dino Thunder's legacy of power, but with random villains. Hmm. Uh, yeah, extremely random villains. I will say this: on the rewatch, it wasn't as fun. No. It was, it was, it, it dragged a bit. But the first time we watched it, we—I mean, we had a good time. Yeah, it was, and it's a clip show in an episode of TV because we're watching the villains watching Power Rangers on a four by three screen because they couldn't re-aspect the old footage, <laughs> so they just watch it on a smaller screen. Yeah. It's which, production number 22, which says to me that potentially they made these two episodes and then were like, oh, we've introduced an element in episode three, but we didn't actually introduce it. It just shows up. So I feel like they went back on themselves and got yeah. the Beast Morphin just to do. I mean, they, they, they were a part of the plot, but it felt a bit tacked on. Mm. Whereas. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think. My problem with this as well is this whole crossover is heavily marketed as this is the all the dino teams crossover. Yeah, yeah. that's all the promotional stuff I'd seen. I, I would argue, I, I'm not sure if this is true, but it's definitely true for me. Me and James, knowing that they're going to bring Dino Thunder Rangers in, mm. that's where the hype comes from. That was quite a draw for me, yeah, because that was like... Like Ninja Storm and Dino Thunder are probably the two I saw the most of. Yes. When I was young, like yes, they were yeah. the ones I watched and like owned the toys from. Like, I caught like the tail end of Wild Force was my introduction, and then it was more into Ninja Storm, and I was like quite invested for Dino Thunder because I already knew I liked it. And also, it's the best. So, one, is the other thing. Agreed. But then, so you have this. Oh, okay, we've got this is the Dino team up storyline kind of we'll get there um you do this clip show of oh what villain do we bring back and we cover none of the dino thunder villain team it's not even it's not even up for discussion so they they said who else have they mentioned callum because i don't know Uh, who they mentioned um, astronomer yeah astronomer Uh, yes two villains from in space yeah like why it doesn't make any sense zeltrax he he kicked some ass. He he was good. They they could have had him as an option, you know. There's a thing with that with the Sentai where we technically do get that. Oh, di- oh okay. We'll get it. It's made Zeltrax yes. in Sentai. That See, that's where is... Power Rangers shot themselves in the foot then. Yeah. Because they established Snide as a completely separate character, but you can clearly tell. Yeah. I, I did say I did say, is that supposed to be is it, is, or is this guy related to him in any way? Because they have the same suit. Literally, yeah. I guess, I don't know why they did this, but that suit is from the movie, and only from the movie, that all of this stuff is from. Right. So in choosing to adapt that, he had to be there, which is why Snide comes back. Right. The guy they do bring back, who we'll, we'll get to, because it's a, it's a whopper of a choice they go with, um, <laughs> his suit, and um, Snide's suit 
are from the same movie and they're like the same idea they're like that oh, makes i was literally about to say that i was literally about to say snide is basically what golda maximus is to golda i was about they, to say they look like they're from the same they absolutely uh, are which litter. was quite a surprise. Let's call it litter. Yeah. yeah, they're from the same litter. They've got the same like big red sort of six thing on their chest because they're literally they work for the same guy in that movie. I did not notice that. Like I noticed it on, on Goldo, and then when I was watching the movie, I noticed that um Snide suit has it as well. I I assume it still does here. It probably still does. The point I'm trying to say is the way it's all been marketed, you would expect there to be some kind of through line that links those specific teams that are part of this team up. But instead, we get clip shows like Zed, that's fine because of the, the Mighty Morphin team. Like, that's all right. But the fact they're showing in space villains and, and other stuff, it, it doesn't really make sense to me why they're up for, I guess, I guess because we go, oh, we know who they are, but yeah. for people like us, if you showed if you showed Elsa or Messagog, we'd be like, we know who they are. By the, they're also a genuine threat. They were cool villains. They um in the ones they do. Show, oh, it's um, what's his name? The 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 wolf guy from Mystic Force. Oh, I was about to say that Korag. I missed him off the list, but yeah, Korag is Korag shown as well. Is the first one they show, and then they show Astronomer, and both of them are rejected from being brought back. Because they're trying, they're discussing like who do we bring back, but also with like a power up, um, yeah, yes. by using gemstones. So there's like a B plot about them stealing diamonds. Yeah, which is how so they the villain the beast morphers ranges. Yeah, so how the beast morphers work in this episode is that they're just sitting in their weird gym diner thing, and I've never understood that in Power Rangers. Why is it always a gym and a diner? It makes no anyway. Yeah, <laughs> off topic. That's yeah. another discussion. And then on the news, um, this, the news report is like, someone is stealing diamonds, but they're invisible. Or are they? Are they? And then Zavi says, sorry, Zavi, that's a shop here in the UK. Ravi <laughs> says, oh, it could be Evox. And all the other rangers are like, now nah, you're being daft, you're being paranoid. I mean, yeah, for some reason. I mean, at this point, villains, they're a daily thing in the Power yeah. Rangers universe. He's not any, being daft. Any stupid thing that happens under weird circumstances is generally the villains that you're fighting at the time. Yeah. Them stealing um, diamonds isn't even that inexplicable. Like, villains no, it's not. so much weirder stuff. Usually they're levelling buildings and stuff. Yeah. Diamonds, minor really in comparison. It's worth noting as well that the, the robot guy that's stealing I believe his name is Thieftron? Which just isn't trying that hard. Anyway. Yes. The Rangers leave to go to this jewelers. Oh, lo and behold, it's, it's... diamond manufacturing. Is they it? go to a jewel shop oh. first. Yeah, yeah. They um, do so, yeah, they find out that it is a monster. And then, randomly, halfway through the episode, the titles appear. This is a thing with Beast Morphers. I don't know why. Like, from the start, the, the intro sequence happens really late in the episode it came seven minutes in it's it's bizarre it's just really really weird choice throws you right off every time yeah one thing to note about this episode is that the dubbing for the monsters in the tv or you know the the monitor that the villains were watching from 
I don't yeah. like it. Zed sounded very generic. Actually, everyone did. Scrap it. Everyone sounded really generic that was yeah. coming through TV. I've found a possible reason as to why, mm. uh, which comes from Kyle Higgins, who was the original writer of the uh, Mighty Morphin comics. And he's also the director of the Shattered Grid advert. This is what he said. He suggests that maybe the original dialogue wasn't salvageable because the archived version of the show only contains four channels of audio, full stereo mix that accounts for two channels, a mono text, which is channel three, a mono summation of music, which is channel four, no dialogue isolation oh. tracks. So trying to grab the dialogue would be an absolute right. nightmare. That, that does make a lot of sense. Because they do, they do dub it over with like fresh music, yeah, um, as well, which is a bit of a shame. Because like they have a few clips, and rather than have the music stop and start, they just have a solid. That makes a lot more sense. Because I did wonder why they did it for the ones who aren't even in it. Like I get why they did it with Goldar, because he's gonna be there, so you gotta have him voiced by somebody else. But so they, they basically just dubbed over all of them with whoever they could find, more or less. Yeah, because they're trying to steal these diamonds they haven't they've already stolen some off screen they say they've got enough to bring back one classic stronger yeah the whole rub of this episode is it's like it's the dino charge villains and the beast morphers villains sort of stood around in their sort of quite boring looking cave crystally lair having a discussion about who it should be and they each take it in turn to pick one thing from the toy box of the artifacts that they stole at the end of the last episode and say it should be this guy and then we watch sort of 20 seconds of them being evil on the screen and then somebody else goes oh it couldn't be them because of this and then we see that demonstrated so what's his name again the guy from mystic force i can't keep it in my head uh, korag korag and astronomer are the first two put forward and then they get shot down immediately because it's like yeah but they both turned good at the end so we can't use them. Then they point out Lord Zed, and they then show a clip of him um, blowing up King Mondo with yeah. a bomb in a present, which is a very goofy thing to show. And they use that as demonstration. For that, I just said, cool guys don't look at explosions. Yeah, they get in their little space bus and trundle off as he blows up in the background. It, it is just a bus, isn't it? Okay, right, okay. Uh, uh, I take back... Well, it is established now that all the Power Rangers have a truck. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has Power Rangers. Okay, right. For that little clip of the Machine Empire being yeah. uh, blown up, uh, Zed's voice is perfect for it because he just sounds so sleazy and I find it hilarious. Yeah, that was really good. fun. And they they use that as justification for saying, well, we couldn't trust Zed because he he'd just stab us in the back. He'd blow us up. He'd blow us up with a bomb in a present, so that's fine. We can't use him. And the last one, I think it's the last one that they suggest is Psycho Red because they just have one of the Psycho Ranger chips from from in space. And well, go, I yeah, think well, uh, I think at that point it's Lost Galaxy. Oh yeah, you're right. The chips are from Lost Galaxy. I think that's right. Yeah. Um. The, like those little perspex green things. I'm like, why why don't we use the Psycho Rangers? You know, they were literally made to well, fight. It, it was only um, it was only one Psycho Ranger. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Why don't we use Psycho Red? You know, he was he was made to fight Power Rangers, and I thought when they introduced it, like I I know 
enough about like the Psycho Ranger episodes to say he hasn't really got a reason not to use him. And I was like, I'm interested to see how they how they shoot him down. And basically, the way, like the justification they come up with is like, yeah, but he lost. I'm sorry to shoot you down, James. The reason the reason they gave Psycho Red hates Red Rangers, so he would just go after the Red. He wouldn't I mean... give it. He wouldn't care about anyone else. Which isn't bad, but if you're only bringing back one villain... Yeah, I suppose you want which, someone a bit more. Which makes sense, because then yeah. Ro- uh, Roxy, uh, Blaze replies with, oh, if only we had all the Psycho Rangers. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. First watch, it sounds um, like the reason they gave is just... Defensible. I think they still could have done better to not bring up someone as kind of legendarily effective as the Psycho Rangers in the first place. They're, yeah, they're kind it, of more top tier than everybody else they mention. I want to know why they decided to mention who they did because astronomer for one, she is good. Astronomer is not a separate being, so how could they bring astronomer back? Yeah, when Corot's alive, they could like, have they used any have, other villain. Why did it have to be astronomer? The, the guy with the like the grid lines and stuff, also from in space, the green one. They could have just used him. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, yeah. I guess astronomer does still exist because remember in the legendary battle. Where... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like Corona exists. She's the she same person. She is the same person, isn't it? Astronomer it's... wasn't destroyed. She just stopped being evil. Yeah. It so just... did Zed actually. Zed didn't even die. The same thing happened to him. Okay. Yeah. So two of the villains that they showed aren't even don't yet. make. Actually, thinking about it, Korag doesn't even make sense either. No, because he, he didn't die, did he? He's a good guy as well. And yeah. he, he still exists. They Unless his character died off screen during oh, yeah. Stick Force and Beef, Beast Morphers. Yeah. He said it's... Beef Morphers. <laughs> beef Morphers. It's great as well, because like, that's completely unforced error, because these clip shows like aren't using anything from the Sentai, they could have just picked anybody. And yeah. they managed to pick, like, three who don't meet the criteria of being dead. And one who, like, they kind of had to, like, really jostle an explanation out of as to why he wasn't the right one to pick. And if we're being pedantic, which we are, yes, Psycho exactly. shouldn't even be there anyway, because... The this is a spoiler. I mean, it's been out for nearly a year now. So if you haven't read it and you you want to, then I guess come Cover back a bit own. later. Yeah. Um, but in the um, Psychopath graphic novel, it it shows the Psycho Rangers turning good. <laughs> oh. So that one doesn't even make sense either. And you could yeah. argue our comics are set in a different universe, but they're not. Yeah. I think Hasbro and Boom have both said, well, not Hasbro, I think Saban at the time, have both said they take place in the same continuity. Just imagine just just they're, they're in the modern times rather than in the 90s. And that's fine with me because Power Rangers continuity is all over the place anyway. So if we're being pedantic, Psycho Red shouldn't even be there anyway. Yeah. So I see all those live and running about and he's good as well yeah so after all those who aren't the right 
ones to even mention. We're um, spending a lot of time on this clip show episode. It's quite funny. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> for, how, well, for how quick and inconsequential it was. Um, they decide to bring back Goldar, who is apparently the most effective one they can find in the whole chest. Um, which is BS, very funny. Way, because, because, yeah. The Red Ranger. And I'm probably I probably the White Ranger when he takes over as leader constantly whip his ass. Yeah, he's weak as anything. I get why, because that's the suit that was there. Yeah, it, it I makes know they sense. had to do it, but they could perhaps have have like had a better justification <laughs> rather than saying, "Oh, we get to we go pick the best one and then show them go right. We'll do Goldar." After mentioning because all these sucks. other guys, because he sucks. <laughs> if they had, if they just like, I can't. He's say, the I mean, worst I don't know. one out of everyone they mentioned. <laughs> He's like they show like they show clips of him being effective, and they don't like for some reason no one refutes that. He goes, yeah. What about like the twice as many times that he lost? What about really what about bad. the time that he turned into comic relief because? Oh, he had nothing yeah. else to do in the show. What about, what about the fact they bring him back in this and use him to just kill him immediately and make the actual villain look more threatening? That's that's his purpose here. Yeah, he doesn't do that much. Yeah, a second of him. Sorry, James. Uh, oh, within right. a second of um, him turning up, Sledge then rinses him. He he says I don't remember what he says. He's just like, oh, I've got more. I've got more power in my pinky finger or in my tiny toe or something. And Goldar turns around and ruins him. He he Hits kills him. With him. A kick. Yeah. Also, I, uh, we forgot to mention, but the Beast Morpher Rangers destroy all of Sledge's crew. Yes. As well. Because Poisandra and Curio go to steal some diamonds. Because um, yeah. Poisandra wants them because they're pretty. <laughs> very good reason um, so they sneak off to the last place that the Beast Morph is like well they might go here to steal some more diamonds Fury and Wrench show up and like well, what are you doing out here without telling Sledge about it and then the Beast Morphers show up and aside from one bit because the Beast Morphers show up with their like their new power ups on that little like buckle oh yeah I don't, I don't know what they're called yeah um the beast, not the beast monsters. The Dino Charge um, villains do a big combo attack, like with like. Yeah, they do. Right, I've written it down. They they use the big gun. Yeah, and it just it knocks the power ups off the beast morphers, and then they just turn around and use their big gun right back, <laughs> and just trounce them like in about thirty seconds. So they're all gone, and did basically nothing the whole time. Yeah, they, they yeah, they don't really do much. Um, yeah, that's the end of the episode. So shall we get on to the real, the meat and potatoes? Yeah, the the Dino crossover. It's it's called Grid Connection. Yes. So the plot keeper tells the Beast Morphers, uh, sorry, the Beast Morpher Rangers, uh, that he's had a vision. There are many Rangers in battle, and they all lose. Devon doesn't believe him. And Keeper, well, Keeper, before he doesn't believe him, Keeper tells him that he's going to get hit by a meteor. Yeah. Now, when we were watching it, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear um, that line. 
news to me. Yeah, but the uh, but the second time I watched it, he does say that, and that has just turned my view on Devon three or one eighty. If if some weird guy told me that a meteor is going to hit me, I probably yeah. wouldn't believe him either. To if be honest, if a thing that looks like Keeper says that, yeah, if, if a weird ET thing told me you're going to get hit by a meteor, probs wouldn't believe him. Yeah, yeah. Devon leaves to go to a video game tournament. I believe was his excuse as to why he had to bugger off on his bike. Yeah, so Devin yeah. leaves to go to a video game tournament. On his way, surprise, he gets hit by a meteor. And he's like, oh no. So immediately goes straight back to base. Uh, where did everybody else go? They got a... They, they, got um, a they, they get incoming transmission from Dino Charge. Spoiler alert, of course they're getting beaten up. Yeah, yeah they're getting beaten up. And is it, they're getting beaten up by Goldar, yeah? That's, that's later. They don't know that yet. It's not Goldar. Gold Maximus. Yeah, Tyler calls them up and he's like, they're trying to steal our energies. We're getting beaten up. Ravi, Zoe, Steel and Nate all morph, jump in a portal, try and help them out. They're getting ruined as well. Yeah, they'll uh, get beat. They'll get beaten up. Yeah, yeah. the Dino Charge Rangers, uh, the ones that are, that are unmorphed in the first episode, all of their Dino Gems, not Dino Gems, Energems, get taken away by Goldar Mac. Um, what is it? Goldar, Goldar Maximus? Maximus? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they get taken away by him. And the only two, of course, are Shelby and Riley because they have to stay morphed. So, of course, they need to keep their Energems. Uh, yeah, I've just had a look. Neither of them are credited. They're both uncredited roles. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, they so, are. You're right. I'm looking at that as well. That's weird. Uh, Devon comes back to base, and he basically calls himself an idiot for not believing in Keeper. Devon yep. uses the meteor to send a message through the morphing grid. The meteor crumbles and turns into a Tyrannosaurus power coin. I really like... Uh, I, I put a note here. I really like the soundtrack for that part. Mm. It was... Considering the Power Rangers soundtrack is usually just dun 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 over and over and over again. It was it was quite well scored. It, it added a lot of gravity to the situation. I I felt yeah. And so Jason comes out of a portal, looking uh, very lardy. I mean, it's been, it's been twenty five years. Which, in no disrespect to Austin St. John, I think a big part of the reason he doesn't look very great in this is he clearly is not that interested. Um, I, think, I think let's let's quickly go through the plot and then we'll talk about what we did and didn't right. like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so he says um, they need dino power because Sentai. <laughs> yeah. So Jason's like, let me help, bro. So they go to Dino Charge Land and immediately rescue everybody. And then everyone is back on their feet again. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't oh. really rescue them. They just sort of... They kind of, they were all off in, in the Power Rangers forest anyway. Yeah. Hanging out there. So they go, they go and find everyone in the Power Rangers forest and immediately walk out of the forest into the Power Rangers desert. Yeah. Where Goldar's there and he says something evil. And he's like, oh, uh, I have an army or something. And then Jason, trying his hardest, says, that's not an army. This is an army and some portals open and the Mighty Morphin Rangers. Can I just say, at that point, it looks like they're trying to do an Avengers Endgame. 
Yeah. It does. Anyway, yeah, Ethan, carry on. So, so two portals open with no explanation. And out of one, the Mighty Morphin Rangers show up. And out of the other, the main three Dino Thunder Rangers show up with, with just nothing, with just nothing. And then Jason <laughs> morphs. And then they all fight. I say that that's what winds me up. Oh, we'll, we'll get to the end of the plot. Fuck's sake. We'll... <laughs> it's so hard to do. Right? It's really I, difficult, isn't it's, it? It's worth pointing out at this point that the villain team numbers Roxy and Blaze and Evox and Snide and Goldar Maximus. It's just those five. And they show up. As soon as they get there, they give the four Dino Charge Rangers who lost their Energems fully charged up with Morphex energy, as they helpfully tell you. He actually says in the episode that he got them from the Ranger Vault, which they have. They do, um, yes, the- that's right. It's got all kinds of, of old Ranger props in it, which yeah. they don't use in this, even though one of the things they have in there is a Dino Thunder Gun sword. Yeah, they do have a Dino Thunder Gun, don't they? So, so that, yeah, so if we, we'll get the end quick. So two teams of Rangers just show up, and they all fight, and they very easily beat Goldar, who we spent a whole episode bringing back to life just to make the main villain whose name I don't know. You skipped out to very well not really key points, but key for all the, yeah, the um all the Dino Rangers, all of them from all the eras eras, sorry, they combine their weapons. Yeah. And that's how yeah. they defeat yeah. him. They combine their yeah. big guns and then they shoot him. Really With the big gun they throw it at him. Yeah, the, they, yeah, they throw the gun at him. <laughs> the big sword from Dino Charge and the big thing made of the bow and arrow and all the bits from Mighty Morphin and just the big gun with the shield and the stick and the little clips from Dino Thunder. <laughs> and you put all those together and they just lob it at him. And it goes right <laughs> through him and kills him immediately. Just to make the actual villain a bit more threatening. Who yeah. then He then goes through... A, like a minute long transformation into a big robot evil head thing he doesn't um so the felt like it well yeah it felt like it but it wasn't so he doesn't turn into the zord uh the zord is created by um what's his name scuzzle or something oh yeah that that idiot yeah him but he he's created this zord from the energems yeah, the four Energems they stole, which are the black one, the gold one, the red one, and the blue one. And he sticks them in a geode, and he sticks that in the ground, and it makes a big dinosaur monster sword. With yeah, and uh, at heads. that time, Goldar is defeated. Of course, that sword is now ready to use. Of course. So, Ethan, um, carry on the story. Then all the rangers get their, their swords out, and they fight, and they win. And then at the end, all the ex-rangers look at the new rangers and they're like, by the way, you're pretty cool. And then they all leave. And that's the end. Right. What did we do and not like this story? Because I have so much to say. I liked so- that all the rangers were integrating with one another. So all of the pterodactyl-themed rangers were flying about. Um, I don't yeah. know how Mighty Morphin Pink was flying around, but who cares? Yeah. Um, so they're flying about and just destroying monsters. MMPR Black is teamed up with uh, Dino Charge Blue, and MMPR Yellow is, is with Dino Charge Green. Ethan, the next bit, the Dino Thunder Rangers do a thing. What do they do? Uh, they use their big gun. Yeah. 
It was I I I really did lose my shit when they got out the Z Rex blaster. Yeah. For some reason, because they never do that in these team ups. They never use things that you actually know. And I was making that point as they did it, which made it all the more epic. You were, and you were saying use the big gun on the assumption they wouldn't do it. And then yes. as you was as the words were leaving your mouth, it went into like I think the actual Dino Thunder like effect shot. Yeah. And they no, it doesn't really. <laughs> it looked quite a bit rough. But they use the big gun and they oh they're using their um I forget what it's called, their powered up thing where all the white triangles sort of like grow off of them a bit. Super dino mode or Super something. Super dino mode, yeah, I think that is the one. They're using those and then they use the big gun and they use it on Snide. For in Power Rangers, no reason. They have no reason to fight Snide, um, except... In, oh, so I imagine in the Sentai, it's because that's their villain. Yes, which is why right. they're fighting him, which is why um, Mighty Morphin are fighting Goldar, and Dino Charge don't actually have anyone uh, fresh right. in this fight to fight, except for... No, nobody, actually. Nobody. So, so the first thing... Let's talk about the first thing. Okay. Let's talk about the inclusion of... The Dino Thunder Rangers. For you two personally, this is where the hype came from. This was yeah. this was the exciting bit because Mighty Morphin being in stuff, that's going to happen a lot, really. Yeah, they are. They are there a lot, even if it's just through Tommy, because it's always Tommy. And I'll I'll mention that again in a little bit, Callum, in the next bit. Okay. So I think you you'll get my point. Okay. But I think including them, they're obviously only here because of the Sentai. Yeah. Because they, they they have no reason to come out of a portal, they just they just kind of do, and that I did write that in my I said in my predictions, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Dino Thunder Rangers aren't in it. Let's go over predictions. I forgot about that actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. So well, dude, let's do predictions for each thing we talk about. So I said I said for this, okay. the Dino Thunder Rangers aren't in it. It's just their suits, and it won't be explained. And I was completely right. Bang on, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right with that one. There isn't that much to say about them. It's just they showed up, they used their big gun, it was cool. Uh it was cool to see their Megazord, but their one didn't actually really do anything. No, uh, it got it got whacked and it just landed on the ground and that was it. Yeah. Was kind um, of all it had. Even the Dino Charge one had its its combined mode with the gold ones, um Zord. Oh um, yeah, uh, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, I, I yeah. saw that. Do you guys have any thoughts on specifically the Dino Thunder team and their role in this, or lack thereof? I think it, it was more than I expected that they even got a voice line, but it wasn't a good voice line. Yeah. It was Connor, big air quotes, Connor. I think <laughs> like when they're at the end, they're all having the talk like, oh, you know, we beat them, well, that was tough. And like, oh, but Evox is still out there. Beast Morph is yellow sound. And he just puts his hand, still morphed, obviously, because they're not in it. Puts his hand <laughs> on our shoulder and he's like, what does he say? It's like... So, oh, I'm sure you'll see him again. Yeah. In what yeah, is something. definitely not Connor's voice at all. Not even close. Uh, no, it sounded like one of the producers just did it. Yeah, whoever, whoever was around that didn't mind doing it for free, probably. Yeah. Back to the non-spoilers, what I said about if they're going to get it wrong either way. Um, I really appreciate that the Dino Thunder Rangers at least had some lines. Yeah. Because yeah. if they 
there and they didn't say anything and just left, then I think people would be even more pissed that they didn't um, still yeah. do anything. No, I agree. But the fact that they at least put effort into it to give them lines. I, well, they, I they had cool moments in the fight, so... Yeah, they did. But that so was... That... That was Sentai footage. Uh, yeah, it was Sentai footage, but the, it was it was still cool to see that. Yeah, um, yeah. I th- I think for what we got, fine. But I would have liked more. But I understand why we don't get more. I think what they gave the Dino Thunder Rangers, considering, was actually quite a bit to do. So as as we're on the topic of characters that are in it and don't have much to do, let's quickly yes. talk about the Mighty Morphin team as well. Because I would say they get less to do than yeah, the they Dino Thunder Rangers. Yeah, they, they don't get... say anything. Yeah, they, they, don't they, say anything. they don't do anything cool from memory, anyway. Do they? Um, not, they don't use their big gun individually. They do no. not. Um, oh, Zach. Um, Zach has one line. Does he? He's the one. Yeah, he's the. I think it's called like strength attack or something that you used with Kota, uh, Kota, the blue Dino Charge Ranger. Right. He only gets one line. Um, right. Not from that, though. They get nothing. Right. They, they, I say, I was, I was very surprised that they did less than the Dino Thunder team. But you know what? I'm not angry about that. I'm Neither am I. That no. was great. But yeah. it's, why, what was the point? I, you know, I don't know. Do you do you have any sort of thoughts on that other than it's they weren't in it enough for me to have a thought on them? Yeah, exactly. They, they show yeah. up when you pointed out that they had nothing to do. I remembered that they had nothing to do. Yeah, they they felt like they were extras. Well, I mean, they are extras technically because but like even more than. But what I what I did like about the episode um, was that they used archive footage of the cockpits yes yes that was a very i really enjoy that is not present in the sentai one is it not very surprising to me no the um the um the dino charge guys have theirs but mighty morphin and uh dino thunder just kind of stood in a white void points points up to power rangers because they they did one better so Let's talk about Jason then. Yeah, he was. That's probably why that none of them had anything to do is because they had I, they had their man in it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Callum Callum. You should go first on this because that this is why you've been hyped for like a year. Yeah, it didn't make sense. <laughs> it really didn't. So the meteor turns out. To, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but the meteor turns out to be the power coin, which was in space for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. But in Forever Red, Jason has his power coin. Yes. So in the space of 18 years, what happens to it? Kids will not care, and that's fine. It's true. Yeah. This is a show for children. It's yeah. fine. Has Forever Red ever been mentioned since it happened? I don't what, I in, think in so. universe. Like the events of it. Yeah. Maybe in Legacy of Power. Oh, yeah, maybe. But apart from that, I don't think so. Mm. Um, but... On the plus side, it gives Boom Comics a lot of material. It's true. Because they can fill <laughs> in that gap. In exactly. Like an well, we can explain. Like... Oh, we didn't talk about the best line. Because <laughs> we were... Which one? We were... I, 
few listed here. That okay, I the one the one that I'm thinking of is when, like, Devon steps out of the beam of Morphex energy, and he's got the coin, and the portal opens up, and Jason steps out. Oh, he's like, we need you. He's like, you're Jason. You know, you're the original Red Ranger. He's like, we need your help. We're fighting Goldar Maximus. And Jason sort of takes the power coin. He looks and he goes, Goldar Maximus? Is he related to the Goldar that I once fought? And yeah. it's just <laughs> incredible because it's such a shit line anyway. And it's delivered yeah. so poorly. See, so, yeah, I'll, I'll bring this back. I think I have to say, bless the guy. It wasn't very good. No. But I think there's a ton of reasons that aren't necessarily all his fault as to why that is. One oh, no, of absolutely. the script is bad. Yes. If nothing else. They give him better. So, so, Callum, you're, you're famously uh, not particularly fond of everyone's favorite ranger, Tommy. Yeah. You're correct in saying that. However, I would argue that despite Tommy's line in uh, Legendary Battle being the simplest thing of all, which is just, hey, guys, when he shows up, it's better than a lot of the dialogue they give to Jason in this. Because a lot of the lines they give him, I feel like they've given him just because, oh, my God, we actually convinced him to come back. We've got to give him all these big hero lines. Like, this is an army, and it's just bad, and it comes off really poorly. And he hasn't done this since Forever Red when he was young and still cool, and I think he's really lost the mojo with it. Mm. Uh, I, think, uh, I agree with you for the most part, but I, uh, re-watching it, I, I gotta say though that he's still got his mojo when he shouts Tyrannosaurus. Absolutely, yeah, that was great. But everything else he says was kind of like they kind of overwrote it a bit. Like there was too yeah, much I think dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Like it was too wordy, way too long. It didn't need to be that because he's Jason, you know. He's the like the sort of action leader kind of guy. He's not. He doesn't talk like that. Goldar Maximus, could that be related to the Goldar I once fought? He doesn't talk like that. No. Why is he talking uh, like that? So out of character for him. It's really strange. None there is one talk. line of his that stands out to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I found it hilarious on the rewatch, which was, and I thought Serpentera was bad, but that Zord has six heads. I didn't realize he mentioned Serpentera. Did he? I didn't, I didn't hear that. I caught the six heads bit, and that was funny by itself. <laughs> That line, um, I do feel quite bad for him because he's just given. They spent all these years trying to get him to come back, and he finally said yes, kind of as a favor. And it's it's not really. Yeah, because the Chiplin, uh, who has been with the franchise since the beginning, um, is taking a back seat from next year. But I did look up on Twitter. Simon Bennett, who I think directed a few of these episodes, yes. stated on Twitter that him and Chip Lynn are working closely on the next series. So I think he's taking more of a backseat. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I mean, he did it as, at the end of the day, he did it as a favor. He didn't need to come back. I appreciate that he did come back. The most of respect, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, 
it isn't very good but that's not necessarily his fault because yeah. he's been out of he's been out of the game for 15 years and then you bring him back in and you give him all of this badly written wordy like general kind of dialogue to have all these young rangers be like oh my god look at him and it's like what are you saying <laughs> where's this character at the end jason of course gives the speech of there will always be rangers you guys are doing great which was one of the predictions yeah was indeed whoever's the sort of most veteran one there yes they sort of put their hand on the shoulder of the new guys and like you're doing great you're pretty cool yeah good job and then they leave right after. yeah and then uh devon which i noticed with dimensions in danger as well the red ranger of that season always has the last line both uh Ro brody sorry from ninja steel and devon both said something along with the lines of this adventure has been great. I'm never going to forget it. And then the episode yeah. ends. They did both say like very, very similar oh, things. This is better than any video game. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said. The, the thing is, the crossover started so well with the first episode. Finders mm. Keep. That episode for me was 10 out of 10. It was great. It was so, that was what you always want when they're like, yeah, we're doing a crossover. Yeah. And then uh, the second episode felt a bit like filler, but they had to explain why Goldar Maximus is a thing. So I get it. Uh, for me, that's probably like a 7 out of 10. And then the final episode, Grid Connection, uh, I'm going to say like a 7. Five. Okay. Right on, what, right on what we would expect, I think. From what would you say, James? For probably also a five, like not a bad one of these, not as bad as like the legendary battle, but it is just like a power crossover. Yeah, because we watched the legendary battle in preparation for this, and it sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. the, the worst one. That's, so the, that's the bottom of the barrel for this stuff. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, the consensus seems to be that Dimensions in Danger is better. Would you agree with that, or would you disagree? Uh, Dimensions in Danger is better than this. Yeah, the last um, episode. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chewing that one over, and I can't. So, in quite... terms of in terms of overall story, if if it was just part one and three, and we didn't have that weird thing in the middle, yeah. This trumps it by miles, but if you're Massive. talking, if if you're talking just this episode, yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it falls into a lot of the exact same traps. Yeah, um, I'm going to. For me personally, I think it's better than Dimensions in Danger, just because it's just a lot of Tommy. It's it's too yeah. much. So much Tommy. Um, you know, I I would argue that this is better because in this. The story is Devon and Jason help the others and then some random rangers show up at the end and fight. Whereas the story in Dimensions in Danger is, hey, look, loads of veteran rangers. What are they going to do? Nothing. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this, this story arc benefit, uh, benefited from having multiple episodes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I knew nothing about this going into it and at the end the portals opened, and those two teams came through, I'd have been like, yo, what? This is cool. And then I'd, I would have just accepted it. It's the yeah. build. Yeah, it was having the, this be like the dino 
the dino crossover with you know, all the all the dinosaur teams so far, and then it kind of wasn't that really. And if you compare that to Dimensions in Danger, it would be, well, you know, it opens up and you have all these veteran rangers showing up. And you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? This is kind of cool. And then they do nothing except for Tommy, who fights himself again. Yeah, he's done that. I can oh. count at least three times at least. The the outcome for me is that because they used a Sentai movie, which I don't think they've used Sentai movies for a, quite a while, just because rights and money. Yeah. I would be very happy if they carried on using Sentai movies. Uh, I will just say they didn't set up the next season, Dino Fury. That was something I was going to mention as well, because that wouldn't have been even remotely difficult to do, because the show that that is based on has finished airing. Yeah. So all the footage you could ever need already exists, and all they needed was them all in the suits on a hill or something, and you can just like shot reverse shot, make us think they're looking at this stuff going on. Yeah, just do what they do with Sento, which is usually just the new team appears for like two seconds. They look at the the current team and they're like, oh, they look like they're handling it, and then they leave. Yeah. That is essentially what they do in Sentai. There's absolutely got to be a bit from from that show where they're just like all five of them are just stood together on a cliff because they do that so much. Yeah. And that was yeah. the only shot they needed to have and just like didn't even need to like dub over any more than like one person. And like it wouldn't even have mattered if they dubbed the whole lot with voices they end up not using because no one's going to really notice if they're close enough. They've done that with Power Rangers in the past because I remember there was like the special preview for SPD during Dino Thunder's run. You're right, you're right, there was, wasn't there? And that was all they used random uh, uh, ADR for it. Yeah, and it was fine. It no was one would mind it. It's about showing the suit and just being like, this is what's going to happen next. And yeah. if they're doing a dinosaur one next anyway, yeah, they it, are. It, it, like, exactly, like, why not just do that? And that would have been like icing on the cake, you know, like there's all the dinosaur rangers are all in one thing now, technically. That would have been a moment that would have definitely bumped up uh, everyone's reactions. Yeah, for sure. Have you guys got anything more to say before I move on to the Twitter responses? I don't think so. I think we've been over it pretty well. All right, so the Twitter responses, I've got three here. First, at Frankie Joaquin says, uh, I'm a diehard fan of Power Rangers and was seriously looking forward to the team up. I would have to say that the episode wasn't as good as I thought it would be. I still liked it. It can be handled better next time. Yeah, I completely agree with, with Frankie's opinion there. At Cap underscore lives, I thought it was all right. Not being able to get at least some voices back was a problem for me. That's what I mean about they can't please everyone. You're going to get backlash either way. At Stalin Medal uh, says, just like an old jigsaw puzzle with a few missing pieces, I can appreciate the overall mini saga despite its flaws. Yeah, and I agree with that as well. Um, I think it's going to be a team up that is on the more positive reaction. I think a lot of people are going to remember it fondly as opposed to Legendary Battle. That's it from Twitter and is that it from us? I reckon so, yeah. I think yeah. you've got all that. Uh, all all right. 
I would appreciate everyone's feedback when you're listening. If you could give me a little uh, tweet at PRL Collective or at Lightning Collection on Instagram, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. I just want to say a big thank you to Josh Steele for creating the cover art and the YouTube banner, as well as Frankie Waters for putting together the intro and outro. I'll leave their social medias down in the description if you want to check them out. I'll be back in two weeks' time. I have no idea what the subject will be, but I'll let you guys know on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. My internet is going all over the place. I'm just looking at the bar. Anyway, thank you for listening. And it's a bye from me. Bye from me as well. Laters. See you later, guys. Bye. You've just been listening to the Lightning Collective Podcast. Have a great day.